Hi, everyone. It's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Our culture focuses on healing and rehabilitation of trauma on the physical and sometimes emotional and mental levels. What very few people know is that there is also a spiritual element to trauma and healing is never complete unless we address trauma from this perspective as well. Our current system doesn't give us any tools to help us on this level. Today we're going to discuss how to complete the healing process by including spirit level which can not only accelerate the physical, mental, and emotional healing, it can help you transform what was a traumatic event into massive spiritual growth. After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration to help to begin to clear the distortion patterns around this topic. So let's get started. Dennis? So Karen, before, uh, before I ask a question, I want, I want to make sure that I'm on the same page with you. Okay. So our, our segment is around trauma in the physical body. Mm-hmm. So let me give you a very simple example. Mm-hmm. So six-year-old boy riding the bicycle, little wobbly, hits a curb, falls over, breaks his arm. Yeah. Okay. So after... You know, cast put on, six weeks, eight weeks, cast comes off, Mm -hmm. everything's fine. Mm -hmm. In your world, is that the way you look at it? Yeah, so what I would say is that you're bringing up exactly the point where most treatment stops because we think, okay, well, once the physical body has mended, more or less, the trauma is now complete and out of the, the body's repaired. Okay, so we're done. However, on frequency level, oftentimes, Trauma, when it happens like that, especially if it's a surprise or if it's um, if it's a surprise, it can be really uh, it can embed into the frequency memory of the body, so it runs through you. So I'm just going to distinguish, actually, because I just realized I was being confusing. One, the frequencies running through you can cause trauma to happen. Okay, so it could be that, for example, it could be a lineage pattern where Everybody on your side of the family has injury to the right side of their body somewhere, whether it's a right shoulder or a leg or a hip or something. There always seems to be this trauma or there's always this like back pain thing that happens, right? Someone gets kicked by a horse. Someone like pulls their back doing something or other. They rupture a disc, whatever it is, right? There's some lineage pattern that can cause a kind of trauma to happen within you. So the six-year-old boy who fell and broke his right arm might be playing out a lineage pattern of of uh, trauma to that side of his body. The other thing that I want to distinguish from that is that when he experiences that trauma, it happens not only on the physical level, but trauma sets in on the frequency level too. Okay, so the frequency of trauma exists. And if it stays within the field, the field of frequencies that create you, what happens is if it's not removed, it can create subsequent trauma, like over and over again to that same part of the body. So that frequency isn't pulled out, then it can reoccur. So it's like, oh, this arm is healed, but I keep re-injuring it. I keep breaking the same arm over and over. I break the wrist or I break the hand or I break the shoulder. Like somewhere in this area, I keep repeating that kind of trauma. 
So if you don't pull it out on frequency level, whether it is the first example where it's a lineage pattern, where it creates the situation where you hurt something on some part of you, or whether the trauma happens and the trauma isn't released out of the body from a frequency standpoint, then problems can recur in that same area and might just repeat themselves. So by removing it on the frequency level, however, it stops it from repeating. Yeah, a couple kind of fascinating thoughts that I had is to do like a family tree Yeah. and look at it with a subset of injuries. Yes, or sicknesses, yeah. Or illnesses of yeah. some sort mm -hmm. and just see what has filtered through right. over time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like the lower back or the shoulders or the neck or... Yeah, or the knees or the pelvis or whatever it is. A lot of times, if you look back, you'll notice that that injury recurs in lineage a lot. So that's, that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't think most folks have ever even thought about that. Mm -hmm. Although, as they listen to this, it's going to be like, ooh, you know, that is in our family, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so then the second part of that is that, that, that six-year-old that fell off the bike. Mm -hmm. So to track and look at, you know, our history as far as injuries or whatever, mm -hmm. to see if there is a tendency to a certain area of the body mm -hmm. that started maybe at a young age. Mm -hmm. and, and just keeps happening. And keeps happening. Mm -hmm. So that, that is fascinating. Mm -hmm. But now what I'd like to know is how do I release that or how do I stop that pattern or how do I stop those frequency memories coming mm -hmm. through? Yeah, so really you have, this is through, through frequency work, right? So this is the work that I do where we release a distortion pattern of this trauma, okay? Or of the lineage pattern. Sometimes it's more than just the lineage pattern of trauma. Sometimes it's almost, there are other, not almost, let me re rephrase. Oftentimes there are accompanying distortion patterns that in, that bundle with that trauma. So meaning, if you're always, for example, in the paternal line of your family, family, there's always injury to the pelvis and lower back, for example. Mm. There could be associated distortion patterns of non-deserving or lack of abundance or not feeling worthy of having a whole body or whatever it is. Those distortion patterns might bundle with that tendency towards physical issue on yeah. that part of the body. So you have to release the, the entire thing, not just like the trauma frequency, the, also the, the accompanying frequencies that often intertangle. So what I'm going to back up out of this and say is that frequencies, I often talk about them as if they're layers to an onion because people, I think, can understand layers pretty mm -hmm. easily. But in reality, it's more like a bowl of spaghetti. They often intertwine and intermingle with each other. So as you pull one noodle out, they ca catches on another noodle and all comes out in one big tangle, right? It's kind of like that, and you never know where the tangle is going to end up being, right? And what, what if you pull on one, what piece of noodle is going to come out? It's similar, you know. So you, yeah. it's not necessarily linear, exactly like layers of an onion. It's more like a bowl of spaghetti. So that's what I mean by if you if you pull it, pull out the trauma piece, you have to also see if there are any other like enmeshed frequencies that contribute to that thing occurring over and over again through the lineage. But that, that's part of the gift that you have. Yeah. Because I come to you and I don't know anything about the spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> and so I don't see the relationship. I yeah. don't see the, you know, mm -hmm. I don't see the lineage thing that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. I don't sense or see any of that. Mm -hmm. 
So, but that's where you could help me mm -hmm. is I don't need to know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I'd like to mention about frequency work is it's not necessarily um, direct, meaning people think, okay, when I do frequency work, the pain will stop. It can be that. It can also be that when you release the distortion patterns, the pain will be there, but then all of a sudden, someone introduces you to this new therapy that's never that's not been tested very much, but it's really, really successful in people who are just like you. And you happen to know that this person has set up a practice just in your town, and nobody it's really hard to get this treatment anywhere else, for example. And you go in, and that's the thing that removes the pain or the trauma. Yeah. Would you see what I'm saying? So it's not necessarily uh, direct in the sense of like, Frequency work release the pain, pain, but it can lead you to things or the opportunities or the people, or the timing or the remedies or whatnot that will resolve the physical issue. So an example of this would be something like this. So my sister was running just a few weeks ago, actually, and she was running up the hill and she was running close to dusk. So it's really hard to see at that time of night because, you know, light's getting a little bit weird. And she's very, very athletic and extremely... Um, mobile like she's extremely like body aware let's put it that way but what happened was uh, somebody was coming out of a gate um, a car was coming out of a gate and she for her for a second her attention got diverted to the car and she ended up tripping and in that trip because it was dark out the car was coming she was confused by the lights distracted by the car her hands didn't go out in front of her so this is somebody who's extremely physically able her hands did not go out in front of her and she ended up smashing her chin on on, on the concrete twice and she actually ended up splitting open this part of her chin which is really scary yeah. so luckily she didn't bite her tongue and she didn't break any teeth or anything but she had this huge cut in her chin and she had scraped up her hands and her knees and she was um, also feeling like an idiot because she like wiped out over seemingly nothing right there's a lot of oftentimes when we fall we're often very embarrassed because we don't want to seem like an idiot in front of anybody else yeah. Right, and so that's why even like on black ice, for example, in winter, people will try to catch themselves before they fall because they don't want to seem like they've wiped out in front of all these people, and everyone's going to say, "Are you okay?" So there's all this other frequency about shame and guilt and judgment. Okay, that gets bound up in there too when there's trauma. Yeah. So anyway, she falls. She feels like an idiot. She comes home. She calls me to tell me, "Okay, I can't. We had these plans, but I can't go. I have to go get stitches." I'm like, okay. So she's gushing blood all over the place. So her husband goes to take her to a clinic. So I immediately start working on her. So I don't need her physically near me to work on her, as you know, like I work in the timeless. So I start to work on her. I'm, re I'm removing all these different, these patterns, right? The shame, the judgment. She hasn't told me anything. They're just showing up. So I'm pulling all this out. The and then I start pulling out the trauma out of the body. Just the frequency of trauma, the pain of it, all that stuff where the body binds to it because it's, in, right? Because it's like in this fear, because it's tensed up, because it's had this trauma happen to it. Of course, it's intense. It's not like relaxed. So anyway, so this is how frequency work can work. It's not linear. We have to remember, this is not the linear reality. So she gets to the clinic. And when she gets there, she happens to see a nurse who had received training the previous day on how to add these special strips and this glue to close these big wounds without having to use stitches. Before, she would have had to have stitches on her face. Okay, she's a woman, so obviously for a woman to have stitches on her face, it's not awesome. Okay, especially it might be scarring and whatever, right? So there's all that stuff. And then, the other thing was, so this woman had received this clinic the day before, and just before my sister arrived at the clinic, 
she had tested her, like tested out or you know practiced her skill set on a skateboarder who had also split open something or other, doing something or other. So she'd gotten to practice on that person before my sister rolled in with this chin that had been split open from hitting the concrete. Okay, so she's like, oh, this is perfect. I just had the clinic, I've just practiced. Here, I'll just do this thing I've just learned. So my sister didn't have to get stitches. It healed up great. Give her these Chinese herbs. She has this tiny little line. It's not like you can barely see the scar. Mm. So what happened there? Now, can I prove by any stretch that the frequency work did that? No. no. But I do know that something happened that this coincidence lined up so she didn't have to get stitches and all this sort of stuff. Right? Wow. Wow. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's a fantastic story. Yeah. So when you talk about trauma in the physical body, mm-hmm. that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. The frequency and everything that was connected to that chin mm-hmm. and just her and mm-hmm. just guilt and shame and yeah, feeling like an idiot, embarrassment, embarrassment yeah. and feeling like an, you know an idiot. Yeah. So let me ask you a question that you I wonder if you might get this is so to release. Or like your sister, to release kind of all this drama around this, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it was. Does the person have to relive no. the pain? Oh, gosh, no. The pain no. behind the trauma? No, not at all. Okay. Yeah. And I would say that's kind of an older paradigm yeah. model yeah. where you have to, no, you do not have to relive it at all. In fact, she just knew I was working on her and that's it because I told her I would, right? I mean, she didn't actually have to be aware that I was doing that. Yeah. Um, so for it to have had effect, it doesn't matter. Um, I have worked on people who um, have, and I'm not saying that I'm guaranteeing any outcome. I am not a doctor. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. that I've worked on people who were not even conscious, and when they've chosen to come back into this world, mm. that they their bodies repair quickly. Right? So again, not a doctor, not guaranteeing yeah. any results, but it, the frequency work is actually really powerful, and it's not necessarily yeah. direct, you know. So. In any case, um, to answer your question, no, you do not have to relive it. You probably will not even have any sensation of it whatsoever, um, probably. Uh, So, uh, I mean, I haven't tested over thousands, but what I would say is so far, no one seems to have like physically had any or emotionally had any um, issue with it. The the reason I ask that question is, you know, there's, there's, most of us have had some kind of traumatic event, you know, mm-hmm. whether it was a car accident or what, whatever that whatever was. Whatever it was. Yeah. Whatever that was. Yeah. And the last thing we want to do is, is relive that. Oh my God, the pain yeah. and the suffering. I mean, yeah. you know, so if you go to someone, they say, I think I can help you. Well, a lot of people are just very hesitant because I don't want to go through. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so you, and you're required. saying that frequency memory can be released yes. without all the... Yeah, the trauma. Yeah. And so, for example, I'll just give you another story. So I worked on a woman who was a multiple rape uh, victim, okay? So multiple rapes in a certain period of her life because she was running certain frequency patterns. The moment I worked on her, I was like, okay, have you experienced sexual abuse? Have you been sexually traumatized before? And she said, yes, multiple times. I said, okay, that's pretty apparent. So we released a lot of the trauma in her body on frequency level. Okay, so it's running through, let me just make this really clear because I just realized that what I just said was confusing. The frequencies run through the body. For her, they were very concentrated because there were so many of them running through her body. So what we did was we released those distortion patterns that she was holding 
And she, what happens is for her, she, now not everyone does this, but she was really sort of holding those distortion patterns in her body, meaning they were concentrating in a certain part of her body. Does that make sense? Not everyone does that, yeah. but this was the case for her, okay? So we released them, and that's what I meant by they were in her body. So she released them, what was running, what she was holding onto and what was running through her. We released those, and what happened was, um, so, when I'm going to talk, sexual trauma is its own specific thing. Okay, we'll talk about abuse another time. It's a, a deeper topic that we that has its own spe- specific um, frequency set. So we'll talk about that some other time. But sexual trauma obviously has a physical component to it. It's also mm-hmm. mental and emotional. So it's not like I erased her memory of it. Let me just be that really clear. She still has the memory of it. Mm-hmm. But what happens? The charge goes away often. Okay, the charge. Mm-hmm. The need to go back and repeat those memories goes away and what happens is that it changes her enti- it changed her entire experience of the world in the sense that because she experienced so much sexual trauma she actually believed she was asexual she actually thought like I don't have any sexual drive. I mean, of course she doesn't feel like she has any sexual drive. She's been raped multiple times, mm. right? So of course she's like, well, I just I feel totally disconnected from the lower part of my body. It doesn't feel very good to me. I just won't associate with it whatsoever. It's just like not even there. So a reasonable response. So she thought she was asexual. She actually looked up, there's an asexual community. She got the pamphlet. She was about ready to join. And interestingly, even though she decided she was asexual, she had a boyfriend, okay, because she wanted emotional intimacy, right? I mean, I think it was tough for him, but because, you know, obviously sex for them was very difficult. But um, once I released this from her, the trauma of the, of the sexual abuse from her, she actually said to me, I don't know what you did, but my sex life has totally changed. I actually really enjoy sex for the first time in my life. Mm. I never, she goes, I don't go back there to think about it. I don't, I'm not a victim anymore. I don't mm. think about myself as having, you know, be, yeah. being like subject, subjugated by it anymore. I don't have that. I don't dwell on it. It's just not there for me. Now, I'm not saying her experience is going to be everyone's experience. I'm not. And I'm not trying to make it sound like it's just like instant on, but for her it was. And so it can transform relationships because now she has a very different relationship with her partner. Very different because now she can sexually engage with him in a way that's pleasurable for both of them, which changes the game for everybody, right? Mm. And for herself. And she's discovering this part of herself that she's locked down for over a decade. So that's a really big deal. So the um, repercussion of removing trauma out of the body can be huge. The ripple effect can be massive. So that's what I'm saying, like to treat trauma as if it's just like a physical healing. And and I'm not saying that there isn't within our system some emotional component, right? There are people who are addressing emotional components to trauma. Yes, absolutely. And without the frequency work, it becomes very difficult to overcome all of that. And that is why, in part, the physical trauma Mm. can repeat over and over. That has to be, from your standpoint, has to be a tremendous experience to liberate someone like that yeah. so that she could live a healthy yeah. life. Yes, totally. Yeah. And I would say, well, she did it with herself, right? Yeah. And so we did it yeah. together. No, but, yeah. No. And so I just helped. And um, yes, it's amazing because her freedom 
and her life now is totally different. So the, it's almost like she just changed lives, right? So she went from wow. this kind of life, and now she's living another entirely different experience, wow. which is really amazing wow. that she could also, from her standpoint, release all of that out of herself, right? So she did the work yeah. of the confirmed delete and all that sort of stuff, and is really very willing and desirous of letting all that go. And she did an amazing job. I think this is probably another segment, okay. but I, I can't help when you're talking about those types of situations. Yeah. Think about the men and women in the armed services yeah. that have had these very traumatic yep. experiences. Yep. So I don't know if you want to hold on that. I and, think I'll hold and, on that. because that could, that could be another segment. It could be another segment. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that some okay. other time because okay. like abuse, things that happen in war have their own... Um, package around it. Does oh, that make sense? Yeah. It's just like, it's kind of, it's, t it's its own topic. So we, we will address that some other time. But yes, yeah. there is a whole bunch of stuff with regards to war, which is um, needs to be addressed. Yes. But but just, just like that topic there, but also this young lady is, you're healing not only that person, but all the relationships around that person. Oh, yeah. So, she, yeah, she liberated herself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. She liberated herself yeah. to have a different experience. Her she actually, it's funny, she um, just had a child, and so she will liberate her child from oh, that wow. because she's not bound by that trauma yeah. anymore. She's not bound by yeah. it. So her child won't be. So it's really amazing. And the child isn't born into that frequency bundle of all that sexual trauma. It's not there for her. And the child is a girl. So that changes. I mean, not you can be raped as a woman or a man. I'm not yeah. saying that it's just women. But for it's, it, it happens to be a little girl. And so it's wonderful that that, that little baby is going to be free of this for her yeah. lifetime. Yeah. yeah. From a very personal standpoint, Karen, I'd like to say thank you to you yeah. for sharing your gift to help individuals to be liberated from trauma. That's, that's huge. So... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for trauma in the physical body, the hidden effects. So this GFC will be focused on beginning to release the distortion patterns that keep trauma, uh, physical and emotional in the body. We will touch a little bit on sexual trauma, but sexual trauma is its own um, special frequency. So we'll see if we get to that, but that 
will require its own, unfortunately, its own GFC. Okay. This GFC, however, will help those to some degree who have experienced that kind of uh, abuse and trauma. Okay. Bringing your attention, please, to your bodies. And as you bring your attention to your body, please become aware of your pelvis inside your body. So notice how your pelvis is held. Is it being tilted up or down? Is it straight? Is it a rest on something? Notice the weight that your pelvis is bearing. Noticing your pelvis. Yep. Good. And now please notice your spine. From the tip of your tailbone all the way up into your skull. Noticing the relative curve and flatness of your spine. Okay, so some of us have more flattening in parts of our spine. Just notice the curve of your own. Good. And now please become aware of your breath. Without changing it at first, just notice it. And after you have taken a couple of seconds to become aware of and notice your breath, taking the opportunity now to deepen your breath, to slow it down, allowing it to become bigger and fuller in your body. Noticing if you can allow your breath into a space in your body that it's not been before. And notice if you can't. Good. Now become aware, please, of your surroundings. Noticing the quality of the air around you. Whatever that means to you. Noticing the air. The air has a texture. We just don't really pay attention to it. So just notice the quality of the air. Good. And now please become aware 
of the quality of the light around you, either with your eyes closed or open, it doesn't really matter. So meaning you can either feel the quality of the air with your eyes closed, or look at the quality of, excuse me, the light with your eyes closed, or opening your eyes to look at the quality of the light, and perhaps engaging your feeling sense as well as you look at it. Good. And now please triangulate. For those of you who are new, triangulating means to take notice of three inanimate objects in the space around you. What they are is irrelevant. And then notice the distance between object A and you. And then feel the distance between object A and you. So it would be something like, I notice that the coffee table is three foot away from me. And then I feel the distance between the coffee table and me. So do that with object A, then object B, and then object C. And as you do this, you will notice that your own sense of where you are in space somehow becomes more present, more clear, more focused in some way. You're just more aware of it. Good. Whenever you're complete with the triangulation, bringing your attention to your xiphoid process. Your xiphoid process is at the base of your sternum. Your sternum is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. Right at the base of your sternum, if you trace your finger along it, where it becomes flesh at the base of the bone, and it's a little tender when you press on it, that is your xiphoid process. Bringing your attention here. As we take one big, nice, juicy breath in, holding it for a count of four. And then after you have released all the air out of your lungs, holding your breath out for a count of six. And as we wait for those of us with a faster count, keeping your attention, on your xiphoid process. What we are waiting for is for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. Because at that point, the mastermind has the most momentum and can propel everyone participating in it further and faster. So whilst we wait for that to happen, please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level and that I'll be working in silence for the most part. And the reason for that is because when I'm accessing very high frequencies, for me to make physical noise drops the resonance, which is not of a benefit to you. The higher the frequency, the more momentum I can give you, 
the less detox you experience. I may also make noises on my end, so you may hear me yawn or exhale or even hum. And those are just some other ways that I remove the distortion patterns. Good. Now that the mastermind has come together, bring your attention to your xiphoid process all the way in a straight line down to your belly button. And as you keep your attention on that central line, we're going to ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question again, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source. And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this vast space, becoming aware of a brilliance that you either feel or see in its very center. And this brilliance begins to intensify because you have your attention on it. And as it intensifies, it expands outwards at an increasing rate out through your cells your organs your bones out through your flesh and your muscles radiating out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Please become aware of the brilliance within the sphere. And now please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space. I'm working on you on spirit level to increase your frequency resonance irrespective 
of where your frequency resonance began. The higher your frequency resonance, the more effective the session because it comes from a highest resonating order. Good. Bring your attention, please, now to the front of your throat and to your solar plexus, which is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. So the first distortion pattern that we're going to release, uh, which is a bit of a surprise to me, is that of shame. Okay? Okay. So shame for having the trauma, for having held it, for being victim to it, for it having happened. Shame. Okay. This could also be um, feeling stupid um, for having suffered it, okay. depending on what you did. The part that you played in it. Let's release this. Bringing your attention, please, to the space behind your forehead. 
Yeah. The space behind your forehead. So we're going to pull the distortion pattern or the imprint of it from the neural network. Okay. For many of you, it's like you repeat um, the trauma over and over. And it's almost creating like a, almost like physical imprint in your neural network, right? Okay, let's, let's let this go here. It's hard to move forward with this looping here. So you can almost imagine in your brain, like these grooves, or an imprint of some kind, however that shows up for you, however you imagine it. And as we release this distortion, the grooves are going to become less deep, <clears throat> and eventually they'll disappear. Bring your attention, please, to your throat. This has to do with the distortion pattern of anger or rage, okay? of ex having experienced the trauma, um, whatever the circumstances were. Okay? 
great that it even happened to you. Okay. Breathe deep. For some of you, the trauma was inflicted on you by someone else. Sometimes as punishment for a small subgroup of you. Okay, so rage against them. Releasing. For another small subgroup of you, you are aware that someone could have helped you but chose not to. So releasing that anger and the betrayal. Okay. Bring your attention, please, to your heart space. This is the distortion pattern of disempowerment. Okay, like um, uh, you can't stop it. It, it's, it just happened. You can't stop the consequence of it. All that disempowerment. Bringing your attention, please, to your xiphoid process and about three inches or seven centimeters directly beneath it towards your belly button, clearing out, resetting, integrating the pain body. Good. 
This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If a GFC topic resonates with you, often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.